Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vredenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 85, and the topic for today is affirmations and mindfulness. And I'm joined again by one of my favorite guests that I have on the podcast series on a fairly regular basis, UK psychologist Mandy Kloppers. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, Carl. Thank you for having me back again. It's always a pleasure. Um, love doing these podcasts with you. Well, it's great to have you on. And we're going to be starting this one a little differently than we normally do. I normally read some of the comments from listeners toward the end of the podcast and then uh, provide some uh, insights and some ideas that listeners have provided. But I wanted to start off with those at this time because they provided the inspiration for kind of the topics that I just mentioned that we're going to be getting into. So there's a few that I want to read through for you. The first is from Albert in the Philippines. And Albert writes, I'm not sure if you've tackled the topic of career shift because I'm a newly registered nurse and due to there being few opportunities for nurses here in my country, I'm now planning to pursue another profession. So I told Albert about episode number six and episode number seven that address career planning and career strategies respectfully. He also said, and another thing, I wanted to have advice on how to deal with a partner at work who is so toxic. And Alida, an American expat living in Kazakhstan, had a similar question. She said, to let you know that I really enjoy your podcasts, it is my way of staying connected with the world and gaining new skills and knowledge. I would like to suggest a session on dealing with difficult people. And here again, I told both of those listeners about episode number 48, which addresses the topic of dealing with difficult people. J.C. Yulan from the Philippines as well said, Hi, Sir Carl. Joyful day. I'm still thankful for your consideration of my suggestion about making things more productive. And I dealt with his topic on episode 81. And with that, I've come up with another idea. I suggest a future topic of making money. And I wrote back to him and told him about episode number 70 on managing money. Another listener, Don, asks... I'm a recovering alcoholic and was wondering if you'd ever done a session on alcoholism. If so, would you mind sending me the link? And he is part of AA and is always looking for more information for himself and new AA members. And in this case, AA is an excellent program. I haven't gotten into the details of a additional advice beyond that, but we'll talk about in a minute some additional suggestions. Adam wrote in and said, I would like to hear something more on affirmations. I specifically have the problem of procrastination. I thought about making recordings of myself and putting them on my phone so I could listen while I'm doing workouts and driving. I quickly get discouraged and give up. Any thoughts? And I was reflecting on all of the listeners that had written in and the kinds of things that they'd brought up and a number of the ideas that you all had uh, sent me and had requests for, we'd already done as topics in the past on the podcast series. And I got thinking, there are lots of instances where we have the knowledge. We know what to do, or we have sources of information like the previous episodes that I just mentioned, but we need that little bit of extra. We need to have the ability to remind ourselves, to keep focused, and to really have additional help beyond the information that 
I would have provided here in the past, or my guests would have, or other sources as well. So that got me thinking, in particular also with regard to Adam's request regarding affirmations, that there is amazing power in using affirmations as a reminder. The word affirmation, by the way, comes from the Latin affirmare, which has the meaning of to make steady, strengthen. And I love this quote by Robert Collier, who says, one comes to believe whatever one repeats to oneself sufficiently often, whether the statement be true or false. It comes to be the dominating thought in one's mind. Now, research on affirmations shows that they are effective, but not by themselves. They are effective when combined with mindfulness methods as well, as well as the additional content that we've dealt with on the previous episodes about these various topics as well. But what I think would really help all of you who had written in, in addition to you going back to talking about and and listening to the podcast episodes that I mentioned that were done on this topic before, is to get that additional help that would come from the topics of and the methods of affirmations and mindfulness. And that is why I also asked UK psychologist Mandy Kloppers to join us again to provide her expertise, knowledge, and wisdom and advice on these topics as well. So Mandy, you know, I just went through those kinds of topics and talked about how we want to provide the listeners here with additional help in keeping focused and really making progress on a steady basis and not just spending one bit of time focusing on the topic and then realizing that they wouldn't have success or whatever. So can you take us through kind of an overview and then step us through some advice in this area? Yes, of course I can. As I was saying to you earlier, that sometimes it's difficult. We, we all know what to do and we have the theory, but applying that in everyday life can be quite tricky and we have all these different challenges to deal with, um, like some of your your listeners have been telling us about. Um, and mindfulness is, is a really good way to, if you can incorporate that into your life as a habit and, get, and sort of use it as something as on a daily basis, um, it can become a huge resource in dealing with stress and difficulty and life challenges. I find that um, there's three things that I, I do specifically, and they're quite easy to remember. Um, I'll just mention the three things and then deal with them individually. But I find that acceptance is is very important. If you can just accept where you are at the moment, um, rather than going, why is this happening and resisting it and, and feeling sorry for yourself and the world's so unfair or, uh, you know, the world's unjust, those sorts of things just make you feel even more upset and more sort of drained. Um, just accept that where you are right now is is just how it is. Then on to mindfulness, as you've been talking about, Carl. It's apparently it's based on the ancient Zen Buddhist meditation techniques, and it's a fantastic internal resource that we all have within us. It can effectively reduce many things like chronic pain, recurrent depression, anxiety, substance abuse, binge eating, and many other health conditions. So it's something that we can. It's it's one resource that if we can get that, if we can use that and incorporate that into our lives. It can help us with many different challenges in life. So I think it's what mindfulness actually is, is um, becoming aware of your your breathing and about being in the moment and just really thinking about where you are now instead of worrying about what's going to unfold or worrying too much about the future. I find that often we're we're sort of physically present, but we're often 
we're not living in the moment. We're thinking about tomorrow, worrying about the past. So we're not kind of cognitively involved in the, in the present moment. And I think that causes extra stress that we don't really need. Mm-hmm. So I think um, mindfulness, being present in the moment, remaining open to how things unfold and not having preconceived ideas about how things should turn out is one immediate way to reduce stress and just to feel less pressured to achieve something that may be unrealistic. When it comes to mindfulness, one of the things that I try to do, um, it's a silly little example, but when I'm in the car, and this, this your listeners could try as well, just to, mm-hmm. to give them an idea of how mindful they are, um, I put on a, a song that I love, and um, I'll do my best to concentrate on the lyrics of the song and really engage in the moment, listening to the song. And I often find that... Um, you know, three or four sentences through or, you know, into the song, I've already started thinking about tomorrow or something else. And I've I've lost the track of the song. So I put the song back to the beginning mm-hmm. and, I, and I repeat it. And this is a good little exercise to help you to be mindful, to keep you in the moment. The more you're engaging your senses, there's, you know, taste, sound, visual, um, touch, all, you know, all the five senses, the more, the less time your brain has to start wandering off and worrying and, and unnecessarily torturing you with, with daily thoughts that of what ifs and I'll be happy when, um, those kind of thoughts. So I think mindfulness is a huge skill. To, and it does take a bit of practice because, you know, we live in a modern society where we're bombarded by information overload. You know, it's, it's getting worse. We've got mobile phones. We've, we're always on tap. We've always got some kind of a device where people are trying to reach us. Um, and so we're not ever really present. So it's just ways to, to be mindful are um, just stop for a while and, and be quiet and, and, and focus on your breathing. Um, you know, this acceptance thing that I was talking about. Just become become aware of times in the day when you feel that you are busier, that your mind is busy, and try and pull back a little bit and just focus on breathing, just have some quiet time, try and empty your mind. It does take time, though, and it does take a bit of practice, but mindfulness is is incredibly important. And I assume as well, Mandy, that I know one of the things that I've seen work really well in order to do the very thing that you're describing as well is, you know, just using some meditation methods, which are all, you know, it sounds like a fancy method, but it's actually really just all about what you just described of emptying your mind, keeping a focus on the on the present, and there are a variety of methods of, you know, using a, a particular image that you would like to keep in your mind of, of a place where you're very happy and you're very pleasant. And it might be, you know, in my case, it's, it's being on the beach, the feel of the sun on you, the sound of the, of the waves is, is a typical sound that most people find very, very relaxing. Just imagine yourself in that, in that environment and as a result, just like you were describing about focusing on the lyrics of a of a song, while you're doing that, you're blocking out everything else, the past and the future and the worry and, and all the other things that you're dealing with, and you're calming your body. And if you've got a, a calm mind and a calm body, so all of your stress hormones have now, you know, calmed down, uh, your muscles are no longer tense, your overall systems have calmed you're then better able to, you know, deal with the rest of your day and a lot of the other challenges that, you know, our listeners here wrote in to talk about as well. So it's an incredibly important element of getting yourself into a state where you're calm, where you can now progress a number of other topics more effectively 
because you're now focused. Yeah, exactly. You've said that so well. I think, you know, I, I think I might have mentioned in a previous podcast, we have something like between 70 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Wow. <laughs> um, and they said, that, you know, 80% of those are nonsense thoughts. They, they just worry us. They cause us to be stressed out. They, they're not productive. They're not actually dealing with the problem. They're just making us worry um, and, and I said, it's mental, mental torture that we, we seem to engage in. You know, what if that happens? Or, or you know, there's, there's just this constant worry about things. You know, life is uncertain. So there again comes in the acceptance that life is uncertain for all of us. There are no guarantees. So trying to, to learn to tolerate uncertainty um, is, is also a huge skill. And, and part mindfulness can help that. It's just about, I do find that when I... When I'm worrying a lot, I, I bring myself back to the moment and I think, right, where am I? I physically touch the table that I'm with on, you know, sitting next to or um, I listen to the sound of the birds in the background or I'll, I'll put some music on or um, if I'm talking to somebody, I'll really engage with them and stop worrying about what I'm going to say next or just really just let the moment unfold as it's going and try and just be as if there isn't a future, as if all you have is now. Um, and that may sound... A strange concept, but it, it, this is all we have is this moment right now. And the more we can just enjoy it and fully engage, um, the better I think we'll be. Because as I say, a lot of my clients who come to see me, a lot of their their anxiety and their worry is about future problems that may never happen or how people might react to them or that they might lose their job. Or There's all these worries that we're taking away the present pleasure of the moment by worrying about possible future issues that, that may never occur. So mindfulness is 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 hugely um, important, and you know something that I'm still working on because mm -hmm. I, it is difficult. You know, as I said earlier, with the you know we're bombarded by just so much information now that it's hard to 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 keep quiet and still internally. And you know, even as I say, when I try to listen to my songs and just focus on the lyrics, especially if it's uplifting lyrics that are, you know, I find inspirational. Um, I do find that's a really good little exercise to to just stay in the moment because, as I say, we, we're always worrying and anxious. And um, this is just one thing that it helps add perspective to to life. And, you know, we, we make better decisions when we're less stressed and we're less worried and catastrophizing about things. So when you feel that life's getting too much, try the acceptance, mindfulness. And a third thing is unhooking from your thoughts. Just Just try and go, they're just thoughts. They're my thoughts. They're not me. Separate yourself from your thinking and, and remind yourself that your thinking is it's going on in your head it's, it's your perception of reality. It may not necessarily be the real what's going on in, in the real world, the reality of what's going on and you know training your mind to think about positive things, which is to do with affirmations rather than you know worrying about all the negatives and things that may never happen. We've just covered that you want to get to a level of acceptance of the situation yeah. that you're in and understanding of where you're in. Then mm -hmm. we want to use a bunch of mindfulness methods to sort of get grounded and get calm and calm our bodies and calm our mind and be in a situation where we can be more accepting of new ideas. You want to unhook from the uh, negative thoughts that you may have had and may be plaguing you. And if you've done all of that, you're in an ideal state to also focus on these positive statements called affirmations, right? Yeah, exactly. I think the more we're calm, the more receptive we are to to positivity. Whereas if we're, if we're tense and anxious, uh, we tend to just, it's almost like a snowball effect and we start worrying about one thing and then it leads to another thing and 
we just go further and further down into sort of a black hole of, of worry and despair. Um, so it's, it's important to nip that in the bud and just go, hold on a second, there I go again, uh, or there my thoughts go again, or almost imagine, you know, sometimes I say people who have negative thinking, imagine that you have a poison parrot in the room that keeps going, you're not good enough, or you're, you're not going to do very well at that, or, you know, don't even bother trying, you know, just imagine that it's something outside of yourself, and if you did have a poison parrot in the room, you'd tell it to shut up, or um, put it in another room, <laughs> so almost imagine that that's your, your negative thinking and, uh, you know, put the parrot in another room and be quiet and, and the mindfulness again, just being in the moment. And, and then the affirmations, this, the affirmations, the more we do them, the more they affect, apparently, according to research, the more they affect the neural pathways in our brain. So the more I like to think of it as walking through a, a thick field of, of grass, of high, tall grass. And the more you wear your way through a specific path, the more that grass wears down, it becomes the more easy more accessible and more natural. So the more we think along positive lines and, and tell ourselves certain affirmations, the more they actually become natural and part of our normal everyday thinking. They, re they rewire our brains in effect. And they are rewire our brains most effectively in terms of the research uh, that was shown. And that's why we're going through the topics in the order that we just went through them, right, Mandy, that the research shows that if you just look at affirmations and you're still in the middle of your busy life and you got all kinds of stress going on, simply stating every once in a while, you know, a positive affirmation isn't sufficient, especially if it's particularly discordant with your current experience and your current reality. And so the reason why we've gone through it in this way is really to say that you need to prepare yourself to have an effective acceptance, really, of the affirmations that you'll be telling yourself on a regular basis. And we've the other things we just talked about are the very methods that have been shown to be most effective at enabling somebody to be in an appropriate state uh, in the right context to accept the affirmations that you're telling yourself. So is, is there, are there some good examples that you can share with the listeners of what might be some really good affirmations that you find really effective? Yes, definitely. And I, I will say to the, to the listeners that, I, you know, I, when I first started doing affirmations, I thought this just sounds silly. And, uh, you know, I would try and get myself to the right frame of mind to be receptive. And, you know, sometimes I would say them when I was busy or, you know, just in the background or in the morning, I sometimes tell my clients to look at themselves and say, you're lovely and kiss yourself in the mirror and they think I'm nuts. <laughs> but I think it's it's all, all these little messages that we tell ourselves that start to change the way we see ourselves and affect the brain chemistry. I really believe that. And one of the, a few of the affirmations that I've used over the years and that I really feel have made a huge difference to me and they, I do see myself so much more positively now than I than I used to. So I, I can tell from, I'm, from experience this has worked for me. Some of the affirmations that I use are uh, the one I've said is whatever comes my way, I will find a way to get through it or to deal with it. And the more I've told myself that, the more confidence I've, I've accumulated. And it's almost I've got myself to stage now. Not always, because sometimes life has a way of making us lose our strong thinking. And even if I was in a cardboard box under a bridge or something, I find a way through it. There's this kind of inner resilience that I have and that has come purely I think from being mindful and from telling myself certain affirmations like whatever comes my way I'll find a way around it I and you just have to keep talking to yourself like that the others that I use are uh, I love and accept myself just as I am you know we're often bombarded by messages by the media to be prettier or 
to be thinner or to look a different way or to be perfect. And, mm -hmm. and none of us are, but we feel this pressure to be perfect and to always do, you know, be active and have a fantastic job and have loads of friends. And the reality is a lot of us have got self-doubt and we don't um, see ourselves in the way we'd like the rest of the world to see us. So I think that, that affirmations can help there where you say, I just love and accept myself as I am. Um, and another empowering um, affirmation that I like is, I possess the qualities to be extremely successful, or I have been given endless talents, and I will start using those talents. Um, and another one that I like that I find makes me feel safe and comforted is just, I, I'm safe, I'm safe, and that life is unfolding as it's meant to. Sometimes life throws us curveballs, and we, we have to be philosophical about the way life is unfolding for us, and almost tell ourselves that it's meant to be happening like this, almost, again, an acceptance um, that this is how it is at the moment and, you know, that healthy acceptance, mindfulness and then just keep on with positive thinking. Those three things together can make a big difference. I love them. And they're also general in the sense that, you know, of, of the various topics that I know listeners have written in about, their affirmations, the ones that you just described, and there's there's many more uh, that people could choose that they could use uh, for themselves as well. But I think the ones you've also described are ones that are, you know, general enough that you can feel empowered, you can feel calm, you can stay in the moment. Uh, there are a variety of uh, attributes, I think, that are embedded in the ones that you, you just shared as well. But I think a lot of it also comes down to then choosing uh, affirmations that, you know, fit with you know, what you find effective yourself, right, in terms of really personalizing them appropriately as well. You, you described the situation of the bathroom first thing in the morning. There are situations when somebody is about to go to deal with a stressful situation. They're just going to, I don't know, speak to their boss about, you know, a, a raise or, or a manager has to give um employee and evaluation and they're kind of feeling stressed about that or they're they're on a first date and they're worried about the look whatever the situation is i think that's also a good time to do the various things we just talked about in the order that we did as well about you know acceptance and getting into a an appropriate state a calm uh, state doing uh, a little bit of uh, meditation or the, the the variety of that you described even with with uh, using the lyrics of the song and the like to get calmed down and then just before you go into one of those situations you would you know, utter to yourself quietly the these affirmations to get you in the right, right mindset, to give you the confidence, to give you the context for uh, now calmly addressing the very topic that you're about to. Is there, is there anything else that you have to provide as advice as to how you can use these and when and where you can use affirmations? Yes. Um, well, I just think that a lot of the time when I use them is when I, I, I become aware that I'm anxious or I become aware that I'm worried or I'm stressed out. And I, I actively then start to think, okay, I need to get myself back to base camp or get, get myself back to a base level of, of relaxation. And uh, this is when I, I tend to use the affirmations. Um, I, when I realize that I'm becoming anxious or that something is overly worrying me or occupying my, my mind too much. Um, that's when I'll start to tell myself, and I, you know, I'm going to do my best. That's all I can do. I can't control other people. I can only control myself. I can only control my reactions to other people. Um, and this works well, I find, that if I'm dealing with a, a situation that I feel is out of my control, whether it be asking for a raise, 
um, you know, part of that is it within my control how I go about asking and, you know, I'm going to obviously say all my good parts and points and why I believe I deserve a raise, but ultimately that decision is out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, or dealing with difficult people. Um, again, I use the types of affirmations I use there would be that um, I, I, I stick to my values and my convictions about how I am and how I deal with people. And I'd like to think of myself as somebody that's a kind person that will listen to other people. Um, but you cannot you cannot control how they're going to respond back to you. So again, affirmations work with, you know, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go into the situation with all the skills that I know. Um, but I, you know, mindfulness again is that dealing with things as and when they come and not worrying too much and having preconceived ideas about, oh, my boss is going to think this, or he's going to say that, or I definitely won't get the raise, or, um, you know, that difficult person's not going to listen to me. They're just going to get annoyed. Um, you know, that's, that's when we start to pull back and we start to get anxious and we, we don't follow through with things because we we're worrying ourselves unnecessarily. So again, you know, staying in the moment and being using positive positive affirmations. It's just to say I'm going to do my best. I'm just going to go in there, control what I can, um, you know, deal with what I can't control as and when it comes. Um, that that can have a real calming effect. And and you know, there are so many things in life we can't control. So we just have to find that inner inner strength and I, I find that this works for me these three things this acceptance of the situation that uh, perhaps you know you have a difficult colleague that um, is is just unreasonable um, and, and one thing that I tell myself on that sort of level is that often toxic people they have their own inner misery going on and they're they're just projecting a little bit of overflow from their inner misery they're giving you a taster of of their inner unhappiness so in a way, you don't ever have to take a, an insult or a nasty, toxic person to heart again because they're actually just, as I say, giving you a little taster of what's going on inside them. So I, I, that's not really an affirmation, but it's, it's, it's just, you know, watching your thinking, um, watching what you can and can't control, using affirmations to help you, you know, as I say, I do one that says, I remind myself of what I can and can't control and that what I can't control, I'll deal with, I'll find a way. Um, all of these things help to comfort me personally, and and obviously, if your listeners find affirmations that help them to feel safe and comforted, um, it does make a huge difference. I find it, but it does take a bit of practice as well. As I say, theory and application are, are very different. But if you get into the habit of using these these skills of of acceptance, mindfulness, and affirmations. You have a good little toolkit to help you when stress comes along. Fantastic. This was great advice, Mandy. Thanks so much for being on the episode again. And uh, we'll be talking to you again in future episodes, I'm sure. So thanks so much for that. I wanted to just before we finished up, just ask you to share with the listeners as well. I know you provide a whole lot of content in the broader topic of uh, improving, you know, life. I wonder if you could just uh, describe a little bit about how people can find your material. Yes. They First of all, thank you for having me on, on your podcast again. I think it's a fantastic um, resource for people out there who just need a little bit of an extra boost to help them in life. Um, you know, you, you're a very valuable resource that you offer. And um, the things that I offer on the side, are I have a, I have a blog, which is you can find at www.thoughtsonlifeandlove.com. Um, I write on there daily about things to do with anxiety and happiness and relationships. So you can find all sorts of information on there. Um, I also do some YouTube videos under my name, Mandy Kloppers. Um, I'm pretty much on all over the web. If you Google my name, you'll find me as well. 
um, and then also on your lovely podcast. So thanks again for having me, Carl, and uh, looking forward to the next one. As am I as well. And so thanks so much, Mandy. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for those of you who have written in as well. Feel free to join the discussion at facebook.com slash Life Habits is where you can find information with regard to upcoming podcasts and further discussion with others that listen to the podcast. And of course, also uh, make your comments and your ratings in iTunes for whatever country you're in as well. That's it for this episode. Talk to you all next time and bye for now.